0: we're good all right
1: um that's our new air conditioner
0: it's very silent in
1: our temporary office yes we can't and it's get to celsius com- <laughs> we can- actually I'd somehow i switched it back Oh, okay, nice. Isaiah reprograms everything. <laughs> Celsius and then it's like the code NASA codes to Mars. <laughs> he sent Andrea a text message of all dollar signs. That seemed very fortuitous.
0: I know, and he said to thank everyone.
1: Oh, so he put that?
0: Yeah. Oh, I I didn't put you... that.
1: Oh, wow. I okay, know. that was after um something I did. It was
0: it was after the solstice, and I think he said thank I, you know what happens? I have, that, um, I have that touch screen bar. And I think he was like touching that. And it just came up to thank everyone.
1: Oh, there you go. So you're diminishing it already.
0: Oh, my God. I did that.
1: This is exactly what we were talking oh about God. earlier. I, I was like.
0: I, I, why do I do that?
1: So Let's Gina and I. It.
0: I guess we'll just jump right This is not an episode right about me and my problem.
1: No, this is about all of y'all's problems. Mm-hmm. Gina just happened to be a good segue. Yeah. Here we based go. Based on. Uh what
0: based on what happened the other day when we get well, into that?
1: No, I want to set it up.
0: Okay. So I was thinking
1: <laughs> like, because there's been a lot of emphasis on um Venus this year, especially because um, you know, it's a seven year that's uh seven in Kabbalah is attributed to Venus. It's net sock, it means victory. There's a lot. I've been talking about it all year rewatch or get the uh, seven-year workshop but i was thinking more in terms of venus plus venus is in leo right now which is is a fun energy uh and we'll get into that but you know venus uh which is you know it's a delightful and prosperous um energy field it's epicurean delights sensuality it's creativity it's artistic um and it's beauty you know like literally like you look great kind of beauty and um, I was like listening to this this thing about the sort of oldest um, superstition is about the evil eye and it all comes down to like envy right so the the fear is rooted in someone becoming um, like, jealous of you, and then they're going to give you the evil eye or whatever and then curse you or come after you in some way. So the natural reaction to that over the dawn of humanity is to you know, diminish yourself somehow. So someone comes into your house and you're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful in here. And you're like, yeah, well, you know, it gets, it's really humid in the summer and sorry, it's so dirty. I just haven't had time to dust. Right. And you keep coming up with things. Sounds like what I do a lot. But when I was listening to this, it totally made me think of you. And I don't know if you're worried about, maybe you're worried about envy and the evil eye, but the low vibration of Venus is envy, comparing yourself to others, looking outside of yourself for fulfillment. you know that's a that's a problem with the number seven with even the yogic numerology but numerology is numerology right right And I'm trained in the yogic and Kabbalistic methods. So they merge. they're really one and the same. but different traditions have some there's great insights but seven, this this platform for elevation, um, I noticed like in my, with a lot of clients, seven people with a lot of sevens I'm or demoting a strong, everything, a strong seven. No, we'll get to that. They rely on the outside for the fulfillment, right? It's always yeah. like, oh, I can't, I got to live in a city. I need to be around all the shops and the noise and the buzz. And right. Then, or I just, I have to live in the country. I need to be able to see green or I, I have to live by water. or I have to live in the mountains or I have to live wherever in suburbia i haven't met that person yet but (laughs) it's always you gotta live around the water Water. right you gotta spend the trees you gotta eat your greens like so it's always your your condition your state of existence and your well-being is completely contingent on an outside factor which is essentially something you're consuming yep but the other factor of looking outside of yourself is that comparing yourselves to others. And I thought, oh, that really tied into this notion of the evil eye, which I didn't really think about. But you're afraid that others will be jealous and envious and like think you have what they want and then be like, you know what? You're a bitch and now I'm <laughs> gonna curse you. Right. And so I notice that you in particular have a pattern And you just did it like we were going to talk about this, not really to talk about you, but it was it was interesting how it came up, how you somebody will compliment you or compliment Isaiah or something. And then you have to devalue it. Yes. What is Venus's main deeper spiritual teaching? (laughs) Victory? No. No. Uh, that's for the Truth audience. And no, Truth and my beauty. God, no! <laughs> no more your bands. You should know all this. Um, <clears throat> it's self worth,
0: true value. It's true value, of course. Yeah.
1: Right. So, is I think maybe with you it's condition. But what did you do the other day?
0: Um. Okay. So the other day I I wore my hair in braids on my head. Like I looked like a really cute. Like it was like my um they were like how would you describe that what is that hairstyle i, I almost like look like a, like a like a little um like with the woman like the german woman that like delivers beer or something as like a halloween costume anyway i had braids on my head and they were wrapped around
1: you looked like a beer wench i looked like a beer wench. <laughs> i feel like that's the absolutely the wrong venus isn't even retrograding i i looked like i lived confused. in the secret garden or something
0: anyway I um I had done my hair and I really wanted bobby pins, but I had gotten dressed up and I only had two bobby pins. So this is just a preface. I was I was feeling insecure that I didn't have four bobby pins, which is what I really wanted. Anyway, I go out and I go to the farm stand and the woman that works there, so sweet. She's like, "Oh my god, you look so great today. I love I love your outfit. I love your hair." and i was like oh thanks and i immediately just called her, i just called attention to my missing bobby pins and how i wish i had pin i wish i had more bobby pins to, so that my hair was was just the way i wanted it and now i'm like i'm pointing out my insecurity that my hair might be like you might see too much of the elastic band or something and then i was like why did i do that like i caught myself as i was doing it and i mean many reasons uh you well, know, surface value well, is wait, like. Wait,
1: hold on. Let's not get into the why. But basically, what she okay. just did. She <laughs> will. But you basically just ruined her experience. Uh, and you my have a experience. Deep, you used to do this to me when I feel like first started teaching and we're like driving and then to like an event and then somehow you'd have to bring up like the worst thing. I know. And I, do I was that. always like, what do you. Are you just that. trying to subconsciously maneuver into a conscious sabotage like i'm trying to get in a zone i used to be nervous and then like why don't you just drop some emotional bomb on me i know but the thing with the bobby pins like that person who is complimenting you absolutely didn't need to know anything and then you just ruin you not just ruin the experience for you you ruin it for them it's like in terms of for all of society yeah you're really you're ruining society (laughs) um but uh in terms of like what I even know, a little bit of the sort of NLP transmissions that I've gotten um in using language is like now it, it, so this ties into NLP, it ties into Venus, ties into seven.
0: Neurolinguistic programming.
1: Uh yeah. Is thank you. Um is that person loved your delightful hair. I thought it looked great. It was really cute. You did it. not look like a beer wench. So, <laughs> you need to pull up a better file of a description. Better reference. <laughs> it was really cute. Yeah, it was a little yeah. ancient semen with the little braids and mm-hmm. um, anyhow, by like now you're taking their mind and you're you now have redirected their consciousness like just down this path. A negative path. Yeah, like, and it seems... A judgmental path. It's minor, but it's like where there was delight and joy in your appearance. All of a sudden, their psychology is taken into, oh, they didn't have enough bobby pins. Oh, what would her hair have looked like if she had two more bobby pins? I know. Then what, what would she have changed their outfit? And so even though she may not be as conscious of it, that's what's happening. Yeah. So in those languages in and, and use of language you have to think about like where are you directing their conscious flow right their conscious flow you could have taken that situation which is very self, seven platform for elevation you have a seven soul you walk into the farm a little more glamored out than like you know vermont farm stand <laughs> attire and um you created this great experience
0: Right. Yeah, it's true. And so
1: she probably would have been like, oh, that, you know what? I'm inspired. I'm going to like come to the farm. I'm going to, you know, yeah. get yeah. myself cute. Venus isn't Leo. You know, that's like, a, it's a little bit of a sexy energy. And I mean, it seems so minor, but like, I it just now, like, oh, I'm trying to be like, our boy's a genius. Yeah. Right. And he's tuned in. I didn't even know he said, thanks. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. And then he sent literally a text message of said, like...
0: thank everyone. He told her to thank everyone. Thank
1: everyone with like $60 signs, maybe more, yeah. maybe a hundred. So it was many. like a huge text of dollar signs, like here's your prosperity girl, Yeah. and sent it off. Yeah. And now you're just ruining the... Mar- well, it's the touch screen. I was already there and... Yeah. You start it then you start reasoning with miracles.
0: Oh, and now I'm and that dropping, person. Well, <gasps> you're not that. It's bad. my it's honestly a lot of this is coming it's like I have a 7 soul but then I got that 3 karma where I like to just I like to I like to sort of interject a three-dimensional experience into everything.
1: Logic. 3 is the positive mind. It's very logical minded. Oh, very analytical.
0: God. No. The, well, Can I just say this, because I know you said we won't get into the why, but I just... No, we
1: will. I didn't want to get into it then.
0: Okay, can I do it now? Sure. All right, I just had this... Wait, let's think of other
1: examples where you just bring everything down.
0: Okay, so another example, because I just want to actually clarify, because you said that I bring stuff down with myself, and then Isaiah, it's more like, for example, we were at the park in New York City... And we met a little baby who's the exact same age as Isaiah and he was crawling. And the mother seemed very ashamed that he wasn't walking yet. So I, because Isaiah started walking at 12 months, I said he's been walking since 13 months. And then I told her that his teeth came, his teeth are coming later. So I'm giving her a little something where for me, I'm like, oh, don't feel bad. But it's ridiculous. I should just be like, yeah, our son's an advanced genius. I, well, Get with the a, program. That's a shitty tone. No, I'm joking. Just, but all I'm kids just,
1: develop. I mean, New York City seems competitive. Yeah, uh, Kids develop as they develop. I mean, I heard stories about people like, oh, my son walked at eight, like eight months old. And I'm right. like, well, what are they doing now? Like, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. they, they live at home and they're 39. Do they know so, the codes
0: <clears> to Mars? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, So this is more
1: about, for everyone listening, think about where you're afraid, where you diminish your worth or your value in something, or if you get a compliment and then you can't take it. Just take the compliment and move on. Yeah. You're also ruining the experience for someone who's like, oh, you look really delightful right now, or really cute. I'm using delightful a lot, but seven is a delightful energy. Um, And then it's like, oh, wow, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right, but that's why, like, um, I'm pretty aware. Like, I, I know it's trendy to um, use words like tarot medicine, right? And,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm already like flinching.
1: <laughs> but once you drop the word medicine, your mind it starts to to think, "Oh, okay. Well, you take medicine because you're not feeling well, and there's some ailment." Right. Right. So if the tarot is a medicine, now all of a sudden you're you're making that person start having to think about well what is why are they sick right. right so tarot is is that is that medicine that's a cure and so a lot of people you you know you might just be better off you know thinking you're fine and right. moving through life with that but like when you're constantly saying medicine what's another one i i hear a lot um, well, I
0: always see the meme where it's like, "Don't say you're sick when you're sick. Say that you're healing."
1: Um, well, yeah, that's positive. That seems yeah. more positive. Yeah. Um, but tarot medicine, I don't. That one just really drives me nuts because, uh, and there are some pretty known in technology.
0: The- People say technology.
1: No, Maybe not. I don't Okay, I don't th- I don't think you're getting this point. <laughs> technology. I'm saying things that are going to I mean, sure, technology's th- I mean, if you use technology, it's going to st- make you start thinking, "Oh, technology, there's an advancement what what is tarot going to do that's going to upgrade and create some sort of technology which yeah. is supposed to make our lives easier and more right. successful." Right. So, um, I don't I'm not going to say tarot technology though ever yeah tarot's tarot <laughs> but the medicine thing is just really popular right very like, popular oh um so but t- I, I that one dr- drives me a little nuts because then it's like oh hey you're sick right so sometimes even bringing up healing mm. um you know oh these numbers might be an opportunity for emotional healing and then you you're just going to take that person's consciousness down a rabbit hole they're going to start directing their energy into well what's my problem right what has to be healed right let me get into that and now yeah. you're just you're just taking everything down mm-hmm. but what do you do you think it's you I think that you just feel bad And some part of you thinks you're being abusive if something is successful in your life on some measure.
0: Yes. and
1: you look super cute. I love your hairstyle.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, um, it it reminds me of this. I remember reading this interview with Lena Dunham where she's like, her whole thing is like she feels confident and nothing can really affect her because she's already thought of the worst thing about herself. But for me, it's more like, oh, yeah, I just want to let you know that, yeah, I don't think I'm better than you. Also, um, because I'm all glammed up in Vermont and everyone's wearing like Keens, which I own, but I wasn't wearing that day. Um, I don't think I'm better than you, and I also want to point out something that I think is wrong about myself so that you see it too.
1: So you want them to see what's wrong? Yeah, no. I, I but I think what you're a, think really you're saying is more correct. For <laughs> forgetting, you couldn't find two bobby pins.
0: Yeah. I think you're gonna say I think you're a horrible person for thinking that. Um, yeah, no, I, I it's it's so it's so silly, and I think I feel like I've been trying. I've this has been something that's come up, and I feel like maybe it's come up just with being with you too. Is just like say thank you and move on. Like the compliment comes your way, don't don't diminish it, or don't try to like foot and mouth it and say something silly, and then like cringe at the experience for the rest of the day, which I would do. I mean, it's what you're doing weeks later. I mean, I've certainly
1: brought drawn attention to something that maybe I like. I actually thought about it today when I was just like, I'm gonna race out of the house with Isaiah before he is like, oh, wait, where's mom? You know, let me go back up the stairs. (laughs) Yeah, Gina slept all morning and. I couldn't find a clean T-shirt, so I grabbed one out of the laundry, and you could see there's Isaiah spots and whatnot <laughs> on it that's smudged everywhere. And I literally had a conversation in my head, like, oh, what if I run into someone I know, and I'll be like, oh, it's crazy morning. I just ran out of the house yeah. wearing, like, gym shorts and a dirty T-shirt just so I could get Isaiah out. And then I was like, oh... So I would just take them... I would be drawing attention to things. Honestly, I, there's so many things that I don't think people even notice or care about. And there's you know?
0: stuff that when we're, when we're interacting with people that we run into, we're not looking at like the schmutz on their shirt or pants... You might maybe I am. I don't notice that. You're like, oh, such and
1: such like got a new hairstyle or fixed their teeth or now like. I don't think men in general just notice or care. It's so irrelevant, you know. It's crazy what you don't notice. If you're a woman and if you're in a heterosexual dynamic, yes, um, and a guy just doesn't notice, like don't take it personal. I just don't think men are wired. Like it's like on some level slightly irrelevant.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's true. And my mom, my mom always says that her mother used to say that if a man running for his life doesn't notice, then it doesn't matter. Like it, it's not a big deal running for his life. Yeah. The hell does that mean? I don't know. Like someone running, jogging, let's just say a man jogging on the street, but running for
1: your life, like you're being chased by a tiger
0: yeah, I think so. <laughs> I got to get clarification from my mom. No, so maybe, Scottish.
1: I think it's because you don't, you have a lot of Sicilian and they are a witchy, suspicious folk.
0: That's true. You even have Very a lot
1: Italian superstitions or something. Yes. What was the one about the birthmark or something? I love that
0: one. Um, so if you're pregnant and you do not answer any of your cravings, then it will manifest as a birthmark on your child. And it's, it's, all I wanted like while I was pregnant looks was... like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all I, all I wanted... <laughs> so now, okay, his birthmark does not look, look like that. But like just to clarify, burnt toast. his looks like a piece of burnt toast. Or which a cup of was, coffee. Or, it looks like both. And I was craving toast and coffee throughout my second and third trimester. So You didn't
1: have any coffee. You certainly had toast. Yeah. Um, but I did so not have any coffee. You did fulfill your toast cravings.
0: So it must have been it the coffee. It look, looks
1: like he's got a, uh, just a cup of coffee on his knee. Yeah. Or that general area. Yeah, it looks great. I like the more sort of... I do like that. Um, now, so those of you listening start analyzing birthmarks and wonder what that person's mother was craving. <laughs> um, I like that there's like soul connections where people like, you know, it's like secret intergalactic, you know, multidimensional incarnational like tribes of wisdom that all are endowed with like certain birthmarks and then they there find is each other
0: yeah well our friend a uh, friend of the pod her son has a birthmark in the exact same place places is who isaiah
1: oh really she's
0: like i can't believe this and her son when he was a baby also had blonde hair and blue eyes
1: did she crave coffee
0: I don't know. I should ask her.
1: So I'm going to bring this back to all the (laughs) lessons of Venus, the evil eye and envy and, and NLP and where your language and where you're taking people down there, some rabbit hole that just, they don't need to go down Mm -hmm. and they start thinking about things, especially if you're in some profession of reading and things like that. Like the chapter of, um, of, affirmations in my book where you state an affirmation like you know i whatever i make three million dollars every year something like in the present tense you know as if you already have it um because i see a lot of like protest slogans that are really bad um like they should have consulted like a like a firm that's good (laughs) at affirmations right like i see all over vermont too it'll say like you know and racism racism has no place or the hate you know not even racism it's a hate hate has no home here i yes. see this like it's fucking vermont man
0: yeah it is
1: not a hateful place yeah a, at all but yeah how about like the way i would phrase it my movement would be like you know love is that is at home here like you are yeah. loved Yeah, I like that. You're accepted. You are loved. Like this is a place of love. This is a place of opportunity or prosperity, right? Instead of telling you like cancer has no home here, right? You know, like mental dis, like you know, poverty has no home here. Right, fighting everything that you're against. It was like that's what I was talking about with the um that one percent anti one percent movement. uh, The what was it the the uh, wall Occupy Wall Street yeah and it's like well you're just yelling and creating everything you hate right right? but I see it in Vermont hate hate has no place I'm like now you've created a narrative every time I see those I'm thinking wow I'm in the middle of like teeny little Vermont town everyone's like on the hippie spectrum um no I not really seemingly hateful people no so now I'm digging up like who's hateful where's the hate I know and maybe they cleared it It has no home here but like I just think I'm starting the love movement love love and acceptance
0: I like that homes here yeah (laughs) that's all it's you know what you make a good point because I never really even thought about just the idea of putting a sign in front of your house on your property for your neighbor's community and just like people in the area to read that says hate like yeah it's like the word hate is just like hovering over like in the aura of your prosperity because your home is your prosperity your life is your prosperity so it's like it is really weird that that's that's a, that's a thing. We be,
1: mold has no home here. Right. Hate has no home What here. about
0: like no mow may, people not mowing their lawns? Why don't you just say like long grass may?
1: Well, I don't think that's <laughs> as dramatic, <laughs> honestly. I know. I was just, just trying to go into another In Your example this is like your toast. <laughs> um, well, you know, my philosophy, stick a flag on it. Yeah. That's all. That's uh, that's what I'm into now. Stick a flag and shove. I'm going to make. I like it. confusing people and with st- flags, <sighs> though. Well, I want to get those silk Tibetan prayer flags. Those and are really put jo- nice. I want to get the small ones and I want to put them on the caboose. Yeah. Because then, because we have the American flag I love having up because yeah. it, it definitely, like, I, it, could, it probably confuses people.
0: Yes. But to me, it's, <laughs> it is a
1: Kabbalistic symbol right and I also like putting positive intentions for the country that I live in that has been under the grip of a lot of wrong programming and but you have you have Gaborah the red you have um Hesed the, the blue on in the tree of life that's the Those are the main points of the moral triangle yeah which is yellow blue and red and uh that in this sort of uh ideals of consciousness the moral triangle is uh, human beings being at their highest and most just and sort of right consciousness the next step if you will the supernal triangle is where you transcend all of that and all of those limitations and are like really living in a what maybe the eastern tradition would call enlightenment um it's but you're you like, go to
0: god yeah
1: you're in a very high state in but god we trust but <laughs> incarnated as a human that moral triangle and those and then the white goes up to that sort of quote god or hot natural consciousness highest consciousness for, you know divine consciousness so the the american flag encapsulates those ideals Mm -hmm. so you have the highest human ability and human ideals and then the highest divinity sort of merged in that so to me it's a magical symbol yeah um but i do and then people either probably think because now uh, american flag is like you're a Like, right, everything right wing is an extremist, like raw milk and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Gardening, gardening, you know, um, grounding,
0: walking barefoot.
1: Yeah, and then you have all those like anti healthers that are like so programmed that they're like, everything else is right wing. Like, you want free speech now is like a right-wing issue. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I want to get those silk Tibetan flags for the caboose. I think that's a good idea. The little ones. I just want a little I also love
0: the idea of the flags. It's like blowing prayers in the wind. I think
1: that's really beautiful. Prayers to the wind. Yeah. Hey, man, you know my mana. Stick a flag on it. Yeah. I'm going to make stickers. You know how I voted? I'm going to make I prayed.
0: Well, I was just thinking, like, in a way, it is kind of like... Stick a sign on it. Stick a flag on it. There is a type of you could you could lean into like the prayer of it, the intention of it.
1: If you're not interesting, stick a tattoo on it. Well, there you go. Stick something on something, and now you're interesting. Right. Tattoos make you stick interesting. Stick a tail on the donkey. <laughs> um. Now you won. That was a fun game. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, thinking <laughs> in terms though, this like. Venus, where what made me think about this was this morning where I saw these two, what I guess were maybe high school aged girls and they just had like serious face on. Yeah. And you could tell like, oh, your aura, you're a little like neurotic, you're brutally insecure and you're serious because what the process that's going on in their minds is like everybody's looking at them. Yeah. Right. And everybody's judging them. So you just clam up. You're not warm, and then you become really uptight. What was cool, though, is Isaiah seemed to melt that because they were trying to just be like, I'm cool and stuff, and then they couldn't help smiling, and and then he started waving at
0: them. Yeah. I. But, you know, when you're saying that, I remember what it's like to be in high school and feeling like everyone's looking at you and just like all the insecurities are just like front and center, which I – I'm still clearly working through because I'm still talking about those fucking bobby pins. Well, you don't have bobby pins. I don't so. have bobby pins, and uh, which is another uh self-care issue is that I haven't yet. It's been five days, and I still don't – I didn't go and buy myself bobby pins, which is still something I want to do. Gina, you've never bought toilet paper. <laughs> you bought toilet paper once. Yeah, so there you go. Since I've been
1: with you. Yeah, it's a problem. I can't, I've lost track of the – The hour, the the hour, the years.
0: The years. I don't even know anymore. Okay. I feel like there's, I, I wonder if in a way it's like where we live in this opportunity, in this, in this society now where like women are, we're now like bred and nurtured, and society tells us that we are in a competitive state. We're in a competitive market, where maybe like, where if that those girls don't have to grow up to like start competing and like be a part of this scarce economic society, maybe there's a softness that could come through. That's just naturally in a girl, like the playfulness of like your first love, your first crush. You're like. You get to flirt with a guy and like or a girl. I'm just thinking of like or someone that <laughs> a person. I'm just thinking a of human. like a human. A, you will have a human, a human being interaction. A cyborg. So I that's just not a human. I just think girls now and women are we're now like plunged into a society where we are competing against men because it was you and Isaiah, <laughs> these girls are competing against Isaiah, but like men and women are competing against one another. We're like, maybe for there's for jobs, for security, for, uh, you know, financial stability. I don't think like we, we don't live in a society where it, it, in, I'm saying heteronormative society or heteronormative. Stop, stop making hetero excuses. Okay. All I'm saying is your whole I think... fucking
1: family's gay. Everybody knows it. Okay. There's no hetero excuses. Okay.
0: No hetero excuses. I'm just saying that men and women are competing against each other. And I think it creates this weird interlock, this weird, in, this deficient Venus where women. If a woman is sensual, then like what does that say about her in the marketplace or like in an interpersonal
1: marketplace like getting a job? Like getting a, a job. Buzzfeed.
0: Yeah, like I remember I remember when I nice got That's news. Well, I remember when I got um a job at Anonymous Content and I went in for an interview and I felt like I looked too girly. I was like, "Oh, I'm just not I'm way too dressed up." I wore I think I wore like a shade of pink lipstick, which I never wear pink. It's usually red, but I felt like Oh, I have too much makeup on. This it, it's like even in the in the workplace among other women, I looked too feminine, like outwardly feminine.
1: Is that your voice or is that your mother's voice?
0: It's all I don't know. It's all integrated. It's all meshed. I have no idea, There's but not I'm just hero. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that okay, we are exactly 1 month away from the gathering of the Sacred Star. Hosted in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont, July 27 to the 30th. We have two spots left, and this is the last retreat of this kind that will be hosted in Vermont for a very long time. So here is your chance. Revington will be teaching things that are only to be taught in person, and it's in this beautiful, abundant window of the high holy days. So come out if you're feeling spontaneous look in the show notes the link to sign up is there and we hope to see you in Vermont in 1 month
1: but we're judging equality based on some like outside circumstance and not like the abilities that are like profoundly feminine or profoundly masculine right yeah so there's like a deep feminine magic that seems is been obliterated
0: Right. Just
1: with, like, you got to get a job, and then it's competitive. So it, I do agree that, like, men and women now are pitted against each other, and that's such a, a modern, immature, feminist notion. Right. And then that's just going to trickle down. I think men are just mostly, like, confused and then don't, right. but definitely aren't conditioned to say, I'm going to be a man of greatness, Right. right. I mean, there are people that do big things, but like that sort of inherent, uh, I think, nature to just like. You know, strive and somehow rise to the top or rising to the top has been abused in a way that that means it's like just your sort of cutthroat you know it it doesn't matter the ends you know the end always justifies the means it's like that's reality tv programming it all right. started with survivor right this is my theory is like survivor um, is ruined uh, the modern dynamic of success because first of all, it's it feels like this American notion. There's only one winner, right? So Survivor, you could be as part of the game, I guess. And I haven't really watched the show but you could just do all these tricks and manipulative ploys and whatever it took, as long as you were the winner, it didn't matter. And you can make alliances. You can be cutthroat and then you're cunning, you're lying, you're deceiving, you're tricking. And then as long as you go to the bank, it all doesn't matter. Like you can, you know, whore yourself out energetically. You can make yourself look like a fool. But at the end of the day, if you go to the bank, it's all justified. And then there's just this, the one, the one winner But it's like, that's like a demented, I don't, I think you can do all of this without competing. Right. I think you can just strive to be like, this this is what I like. This is what I'm interested in. These, I have big lofty goals. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to build it up, male and female. But women are always, in reality, a woman is going to be more attracted to high status. Right. Like low status guy, it's not. And status doesn't have to be about the amount of money. Right. I always say that at a generic level, women are going to be drawn to men that have some sort of um, expertise and a skill. Yes. Where I know the stereotype men, you know, oh, men are just attracted to attractive women. But I think that there's a feminine grace and a nurturing quality that is an archetype feminine quality that is like a rarity these days. Right. But I do think, because I know plenty of broke ass talented musicians, they always have girlfriends, chefs. That's another. Throw a scarf on well, it. Yeah, put a chef's hat on put it. Put a chef's hat on. Get a knife with in yeah your, with fire.
0: Right. Even like, if you're just society. a hobbyist, if you have a really cool hobby, like if you're, you're like who's a hobbyist? If you time you're a photographer, oh, like hobbyist. if you love like if you're really into photography, that could be like that's I think appealing. It's,
1: I sure. I think, I think that's interesting. I think it's more appealing if like you've somehow created or monetized that. If I were a woman. Right. I wouldn't be like, "What's your hobby?" I'm like, "Oh, you're powerful enough of a photographer that you make a dynamic living doing it."
0: Yeah, that's true too. Like I mean, who, I would
1: you date someone because their hobby is hiking? No, that would just just be something of to do every together. Generic I guess. Dating uh, profile, I guess hiking.
0: Right. Right. I mean, I think. Um... Do you want me to really answer that or can I just go? About hiking? No, I think that there is like, you know, I was, I was talking to my brother about this and I was saying, you know, in a dynamic of like, even, even like raising, raising a a son for me, I want him to know, like when you're going, when you're interested in somebody and you're bringing them out on a date, you pay for it. I think that that should be very clear in like at least the first couple dates And in a way where in my perspective, like, because when I was when I was going on dates, if I was brought out and wined and dined, I always felt like because I wasn't told, I wasn't given like the the confidence and the clarity of like how to conduct myself. I was like always dreading being wined and dined because then I was like, oh, I got to put out. Isn't that so fucked up? Yeah. It's like we don't have to put out. And we don't have to split the check. I think there's an element of like showing that there's a courtesy, I think, in heterosexual (laughs) relationships. What?
1: So you're saying a gay couple isn't gonna... I'm just saying from my perspective,
0: I'm saying if he's bringing a girl out, all I'm saying, that's all I'm saying, or maybe just anybody. There's just like certain things that there's a courtesy that even when we were in New York City, there was no courtesy of people even holding the door for someone behind you, whether it's a man or a woman.
1: Or pushing a stroller. Or pushing a stroller. That's because everybody in New York is like under 35 and totally clueless and totally concerned with like what their little lives are going to be about. Yeah. They can't wait to have an abortion because they're going to have a career <laughs> and uh, they're going to go out. They're going to go out drinking and they're going to yeah. go to some, uh, <laughs> they're going to go to a couple boutiques and that's it. And then go back out drinking and then try to get a job at Buzzfeed or Vice News. That's, yeah. that's about, that to me, that is what all of New York city is. Yeah. Or you have such a huge job that you just aren't even mingling on the streets, you know?
0: Right, right.
1: You know, I want to be like Logan Roy Rich in New York or something. You just helicopter around.
0: Well, there you go. Like
1: an entourage.
0: But you know, Logan Roy, even though he has people opening and closing doors for him, you know, if he's bringing a woman out, there are certain, there are elements of like chivalry that come into play even though he's very old and of a different generation like i just think and i think that this could be applied to men and women where you're just considerate and you think about i do think that there should be some sort of clarity of order and i know people that have been with people that they split the bill always and like they're they're disappointed
1: are they married and split no they split up there are couples like that so that just seems weird Um, I don't
0: know I mean I'm going down a rabbit hole but it's just it is interesting when you really think about and it goes back to Venus because I think that even like going back to me feeling too girly and dressed up for that job interview that I didn't end up getting but for me I was like oh am I getting it because I'm attractive do I seem less intelligent because I'm all dolled up like all of those things come to mind even though that's how I wanted to express myself so and then when i started working at that company i wouldn't wear any makeup i would wear like slacks and like a button-up and it's just like i you, you, you know i'm having mom jeans i had mom jeans which well, i still right really like of, mom jeans right out of the <laughs> I video like mom for jeans. um
1: what was it the indigo girls
0: yeah but i don't know why please do go men, watch do you, that you not like mom it's jeans mom Jean at man. all across the across no man the
1: likes mom jeans
0: I'm gonna disagree. I want men to weigh in listening and tell me whether you like mom well, jeans. Well, there's or five mom. guys listening to this.
1: <laughs> One is straight. So yeah. let us know if uh <laughs> you like mom jeans. No and no gay man is gonna be like, oh mom jeans. No. That's true. There's a reason they're called mom jeans.
0: Right. They're not good. Right. Right. Okay, fine.
1: They're like crocs. They're crocs for women. Oh. Right. <laughs> and you'd know it.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true.
1: Although all the kids have Crocs around. Which is really cute. Um, I don't really... I don't, I actually don't... I always get these Instagram things on Crocs. And it's been a running bit. I don't actually wear them out. I literally have them for like in the yard. And like, yeah. Like today. Oh, it's raining and I left the back of the car open. Right. Because I think there's a dead mouse that crawled up in no. there somewhere. I don't oh know. God. I, I looked through the car. I can't find anything. And I think... Do you think it smells living? like
0: a dead mouse? You know what? It could be because remember when we I remember know when we thought it was that yeah, diaper? Dead and... mice smell
1: horrible. Oh, my God. Um, I can't. But let's, uh, you know, Venus right now is in Leo. And I think this is a really fun energy. And it's in, like, I think we're moving into st- st- in September, maybe all the way till October. Uh, I don't remember. But... Um, it's it's hanging out in Leo for for a while because it Venus is retrograding this year. Okay. And Venus retrograde
0: Does that mean past loves come up too?
1: <clears throat> That's the basic. Yeah, okay. for the basics out there. For the basics. Yeah, past love and I'm an ex girlfriend's gonna for... <laughs> message you and be like you weren't chivalrous. <laughs> um, and now I and I had to get a job. <laughs> um <laughs> and I'm going to take you out in the workforce. Uh, you know, just back check. There are a lot of industries that are very, like, media, PR, publishing. It's all women. Yeah. Just for the record. My entire team for my books, every single person that I've ever dealt with is female. Um, but uh, Venus Re- – well, you know what I always say. Venus retrograde means penis retrograde. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, – but so when Venus retro, I think it retrogrades <laughs> about every two years. Has um, it already
0: been that long?
1: Yeah, I don't even. I'm sure I. Honestly, podcasted I think it was last, last in
0: 2020.
1: Um, I'll have to look it up. But um, but the point I want to make is that. I love watching, I kind of delight in Venus retrograde cause I like to watch. And so when Venus is retrograding, happens to be during the seven year. And there I kept telling people, okay, things to be mindful of the seven year is too much indulgence of consuming something on the outside that creates the illusion of fulfillment and success. Right. Seven of cups, right? right. The, lo- the lord of illusory success. You gotta say it with a grand entrance and trumpets and a chorus. Lord. By, yeah, exactly. Like a, <laughs> of uh,
0: illusory success.
1: Yeah, it's sort of medieval, I want <laughs> horns. That's my uh, Venus retrograde uh, entrance music. Yes. Here is Remington Donovan and uh, horns, British Son accents. Son of Peter. Yeah, exactly. Father of Father Isaiah, of Isaiah. Of the Sunderland. Um, <laughs> so, but, well, wait, I'm totally confused now. Ret- Venus retrograde is... Um, I like watching these um, like what are the what what dumb decisions are people gonna make right based on their little fancies?
0: You also love when I'm like, oh, our friend so and so just like met somebody, and you're like, yeah, it's like oh, Mercury, it's Venus retrograde. Th- it okay. Mercury retrograde. It was Mercury retrograde and Venus retrograde and like an and eclipse. Something <laughs> <else>. Yeah, <laughs> on an eclipse. I think
1: that was all. That's like a combo for not. That's a failure combo.
0: Yeah, like that's the combo for short. People
1: that think astrology is not a science, the the science, the scientific method is applied to these occult practices based on the results, but. Um, the the Venus retrograde is it's just like wearing rose colored glasses. I think it's gonna be funny because it's a seven year. So we just are like really just smothered in Venus, right? And Or smothered in Venus. <laughs> well, it depends. Depends <laughs> how strong your Venus is. Depends on yeah. your birthmark. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the <clears throat> So is there's just like it's a little more. There's got a little more oomph to it. But Venus Retrograde is that. like I like to keep an eye out if someone messaged me like, oh, I just started seeing this guy. So Venus Retrograde starts July 22nd. Uh, I actually looked it up. It's like 9.33. July 22nd? Yeah, 9.33 p.m. Okay. um, East Coast time. And then until September 3rd.
0: Okay. Thereabouts,
1: depending on your time zone and everything, so we got you know that's a good little over a month and what a month and like almost two weeks or month and a week. Yep. Um, of this Venus energy, and so what happens? The the sort of funny negative side is going to like everything may seem shinier and more pretty, and you're just like, if I hear somebody is going to meet somebody listening to this podcast, going to meet somebody. Like I think they're the one. Yeah. The one. The one. And then they're my twin flame. Twin flame. And like this. Introducing is Introducing the is one. It. And um and if you go to Vegas and get married, we'll see. It doesn't you moved in with me on Venus retrograde. Yeah. So I literally can't get rid of me. I was like, Okay, let's just see how this goes. She could be completely fooling herself. Well, because being as retrograde is you're going to get fooled. All that glitters is not gold. And so that's the lesson. So, the general idea is be mindful of like any, um, be mindful of where you're spending your money. Mm -hmm. right so i've been encouraging people to upgrade to lean into something more opulent for their lives whatever that is you know maybe it's just a new coffee mug for the morning or whatever or a great house but um you know that, that all of that shininess could create an illusory success um So it it is important to be mindful of the Venus retrograde. So if you're going to splurge on something, you may like backtrack when it goes direct and be like, what the heck? Like, why did I buy this ridiculous like Dolce and Gabbana, like zoot suit?
0: Right. Well, and it's like, it's like dressing for the job you want, but then actually doing the job.
1: But with, well, right. You, you got to do the job. Yeah. Um, But the, you know, I think on a good note, the Venus retrograde is an opportunity to really go deeper within and assess what is your femininity. And if you're a man, it's what is your, I mean, men are profoundly sensitive. Yes. And, um, or they could and should be. Um, It's a tender energy. But then it's about, you know, how much do you really value yourself? Or are you running a schism that someone compliments you, and you'll probably get a lot more compliments. Everybody is going to look more beautiful in being a retrograde.
0: Well, but also I think that there is there is a casualness to to dress now that like if when you do see somebody that looks really sharp and nice, it is kind of you know it does turn heads because it's not it's not as common as it used to be. So, from a from the perspective of like everyone tuning into like their like inner Venus, it is like being dressing more presentably because you're gonna feel good. You're gonna feel better than if you're you know wearing a shirt with Isaiah stains all over it. Well, (laughs) yeah. Well, there's no.
1: I have no clean shirts. So get to it, woman.
0: <laughs> uh, we have
1: a new washing machine and dryer. Okay, that I was love, actually
0: the, I, I do the laundry and I I love doing the laundry. Um, the, <laughs> I have offered and you to do all the cooking. Do all my laundry. <laughs> so uh,
1: and well, that see this was good though because I do keep saying how the seven year. Uh, And even Jupiter and Taurus is a great opportunity to make wise investments, not just like in the stock market. That could be part of it. But Venus is not so much about speculation, but things that improve your life. So we finally bit the bullet and got the new washer and dryer I've mentioned on Patreon, but is a nice... Those are they even look good, right? They're so gorgeous. You know that's like it's utilitarian, but it's actually made a huge difference in our lives because that old unit, like everything started. I don't know what was wrong. I don't know it what was going Smelled like on. old and musty, and after finally that last load, well, and I'm it's like, like I we just don't didn't get clean.
0: I know, and I was like, I can't, I can't handle it when I smell like Isaiah's clothes. If like I'm like, no, I, my my baby needs like. Fresh clothes, and I didn't want to use Tide. We use, like, you know, we use all natural.
1: Well, is um, it all natural? I don't
0: know, but it's. You know, it we says just buy it the shit
1: at the health food store, and every I know, but I, had to, I have to. Sometimes I have to like
0: unfollow some of those like accounts because I'm very neurotic you, when it's like everything it. is you're toxic. Not
1: a, yeah, don't you're gonna just become a neurotic micromanager?
0: I know, so I unfollow these things, and I consume. yeah, I blindly trust that it it says all natural, so it's all natural. But that's anyway, a good, it doesn't that's good. That's venus. <laughs> just blindly trust a big
1: corporation. Uh, there's nowhere in history. You think seventh generation? yeah it's a seven they're <gasps> fooling you they're Whoa. tricksters okay i'm sure that company
0: i'm sure they are is lying. a load of
1: garbage but yeah. i buy it um who knows it's all probably shit but i'm not gonna clean everything with vinegar and baking soda then you just smell like a fucking salad <laughs> i'm like S- vinegar you're like oh, i smell like a bad salad like cheap vinegar is the bane of uh, like that nothing pisses me off more it's half the reason I don't even ever like order a salad out anywhere because you might have like local, fresh, organic ingredients and then you just smother it in cheap oil and cheap vinegar and then it tastes like shit vinegar. I have a, I have a very vinegar. sensitive vinegar palate. Wow. And nothing pisses me off than the use of cheap vinegar because vinegar in the big picture, even the expensive stuff, the little bit that you use is not that expensive. And it makes the biggest difference. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm a big proponent of vinegar. That's that's my platform.
0: That is something to upgrade in your life. If you're like, I don't know, I like, maybe you don't have the funds Just spend $20 on a nice bottle of vinegar and it'll, it'll change your life.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. But that's a good opulence practice. Really good oils, things like that. Whatever you're into. Well. A lot of people don't cook; they don't care. But the the Venus retrograde, I love to watch. Like, <laughs> let's see some celebrity couples will get back together, um, and somebody listening, you're gonna fall in love. But it could be, you know, two wise people who are aligned. Uh, with this flow, have used this, I hope so, have used (laughs) this uh, Venus retrograde as an opportunity to really assess, you know, this is what's right. And, you know, I I really do value myself. And now I'm going to attract something worthy of that value. And, um, you know, so there is always opportunity. I've really been into retrogrades this past year. When we first moved into this house, like then Saturn retrograde, Mercury, all these retrogrades happened. And it was exhausting, and I was pissed at retrogrades because yeah. there was so much work to get done. Yeah. And then I'm writing a freaking book. Thank God G- Mars was in Gemini. That was a great book writing energy. And I'm actually really excited for um, Jupiter to go into Gemini because that's going to be big brain, smart. That's my natal chart. I could just write. That's for me about a year. Yeah, Maybe I should write I'll- a book. I keep saying it. Um, I think, well, I don't want to impose my idea on your free thinking, but I think it could be like artsy and cool a a book of prophecies, like a a bibliomancy book. And you open, there's a, a poem or a picture, and it tells a different story that isn't bound by, you know, numerological order or pages.
0: Which is sexier than me being a hobbyist poet and a hobbyist photographer. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll But do. you're a woman. <laughs> yeah. Women can be hobbies. I can just have hobbies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, it, so you have this. We're gonna be in this energy till like, I think it's September third. Uh, but that is always my theory of why. What I think is one of the worst movies of all time, La La Land. <laughs> it was like so pathetic. It, it, it's you know it's you know what'll happen if we were up for Emmys. You know what show would win an Emmy if it was Dorn Venus retrograde.
0: Daisy Joe and
1: just like that <gasps>
0: Oh,
1: the, so here's the show. Here's Back I can't believe two. we've even uh, like watched season one. We were like cringe watching because we were out of material. And now <laughs> we're out of material. Like Succession's done. We were watching Succession, Marvelous that. Mrs. Maisel. That's done. That was done. That's sort of a Venus retrograde show. I don't know where they were going. That last season, I I did enjoy watching it, but that was such a ridiculous overindulgence of side scenes. And sets and things that never brought the story forward whatsoever. And it just was like jerking off to like the 50s and 60s and the costumes. It was so elaborate, too many characters, and not for like an eight episode. Type of show. Yeah. I think that showrunner is just super dated. And I think she comes from... Amy
0: Sherman Palladino. Yeah, but she
1: comes from a time when a show, you had like 24 episodes in a season. And that's when TV, which I like. She's great, because she did Gilmore Girls, just for the record.
0: (laughs) Which I love.
1: um, I know that's a good show. I've never watched it. And we know people that are on it uh, in IRL. But um, what... That show just, like those, when you have 24 episodes, you can just immerse yourself in the world. Of course. Right? And you got many seasons of 24 episodes. You just tune in because you enjoy that world. And Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was like, here's that world. I I have so much critique of that show. And then it totally went off the rails, and I wasn't going to watch this last season because it got so boring. So there was no emotional payoffs.
0: Because you're rooting
1: for her to do well. That's the whole premise: is this woman back in an era where women weren't even really performing so much in comedy or in writers' rooms. You know, I guess maybe they're modeling on Joan Rivers or something like that. But, um, and that actress Elizabeth, what's her name?
0: Rachel Brosnahan. Rachel
1: Brosnahan. Um, she played the character well. I love all the characters. I love the world but it just got so sidetracked and it just you didn't get the payoffs of her success yeah and it drove me insane and so the momentum was off and it was just like i think that that show was a psyop presented by costume and set designers <laughs> so they could like hire a lot of people and create overindulgent work too much marzipan and
0: uh, I like that psyop I am for that psyop and so if now, that's the psyop
1: yeah it's costume designer set design like I'm everything was like a side thing and then you have a musical about like a uh, garbage pickup and it was like clever I loved the characters but I like so many storylines had just nothing to do with the show and I didn't have to watch it but I still did enjoy that last season
0: Yeah. And I I do think I think you're right where where we decided the season before the last one. So the penultimate season was where you see Maisel, that character, be so arrogant and just like it's like her big break is coming and she has to just. She has to sabotage it somehow. And you're like, no, she's smarter than this. She wouldn't just say no to like going on tour with like Tony Bennett or whatever. Like, and then honestly, I watched that show because I do love her. I think she's great. And I love the Lenny Bruce character. I thought that that was like, for me, it's there was this Lenny Bruce book that we own and like reading we some of his. That? We do, yeah. Cause Where's I remember. That? It's downstairs because I remember listening to Mark Maron. And he always talks about this Lenny oh, Bruce book. I can't and stand Mark Maron. I know he really dropped off for me, but um it's funny too because on a side note, I'll just turn on his podcast sometimes, every now and again. Do not
1: let me accidentally hear
0: that. Well, I'm like, man, this guy's still neurotic. Like, pull it together. That's like, what I like. You've been about neurotic him, for like 20 something. Yeah, he's, he's been neurotic his it. entire All life. Right, so back to Mrs. Maisel. Back to Mrs. Mazel. but reading the thing about Lenny Bruce and having that like historical fictional character there really gave context he's a real real character and if you can go down that rabbit hole if it can bring like mainstream audiences down that rabbit hole of Lenny Bruce I think it's it does nice service to like the history of comedy I thought that was cool that he was there and he just he dresses well he's super cool I loved his like I loved how he he held himself, like, this head down and his, like, eyes squinting. Like, anyway, Lenny Bruce is super sexy in that show. And reading his book and reading the jokes, and you're like, oh, this is why he got arrested. It gives you real context of America and like the censorship that was happening in the 50s, the 40s. Yeah,
1: well, we're back at it and we're again. Back. We're, back, we're at back at it again. Yeah. God forbid you make a joke <laughs> that's about somebody, a marginalized person. Um, and you'll literally like someone tried to murder uh Dave Chappelle. Like, when we're at a point that we're trying to murder comedians that's on crazy. stage with the shank, you're, like things are fucked up right and yeah. you but now you're just it's through like gridlock of social media and things like that um our episodes on spotify there's a there's ai listening to it and they're like oh you mentioned the c word i don't even want to mention because then i get flagged and then it's like for these references click here like how dumb is fucking everybody th- like how does dumb anyone do click either are? No, At I that bet point, not. No. I bet nobody cares. Nobody I actually listened to this. the
0: episodes that have that highlight. Yeah. or it was we like say the back, word so it gets highlighted? But COVID. <laughs> um,
1: but, but back in the day, too, when someone would bitch, like, oh, that business. Nobody's wearing a mask in there. We're like, oh, yeah. what, what place is this? Can you give me the
0: address? <laughs> <Yeah>. What, <Well, laughs> yeah. chiropractor? Really? Um, that's we, we, would. We, fa- <laughs> we would find
1: places based on that. But um, <laughs> measles. it just – but I want – a momentum of emotional payoffs. And to me, what that show is about is going on the journey of her success. Yes. And you want it and you're rooting you for her. And they and I get okay, write it in. She has a personality. Costume so designers she, want their jobs she, next year. She uh sabotages it, but they didn't they fucked up and they got caught with their they hands like up. with their yeah. pants down or, or they whatever. Fucked up because the last season, they had to just wrap it up and flash know, forward that she succeeded. So you never got the payoff of the big break. And even how yeah. they wrote the big break in there, it was very emotionally fucked up. And I think if you're gonna write a good show, you can have all the indulgent like, side character, like Mad Men, one of the a really perfect show, because you got show. to indulge in the history. And you got the payoffs you got the frustration you were and you're and i like that show because at the end of the day you're actually rooting for kind of a bad guy
0: right and Don mazel tov to uh, john ham who just got married
1: um, <laughs> he seemed my friend delivered groceries to him for instacart and said he was great and he she was uh, like helping him bring him in and he's like well, you can only help me or like, let me get those. But if you come in, you have to dance. And then he had like a little dance, and he just sounded what really that sounds awesome. It was like so fun and like yeah. laid back from what I hear, which is inspiring because uh, I do like him. But um, I, I Mrs. Mazel's just that's another show. It could have been perfect if they paced it better, in my opinion. Yeah, but I did enjoy that last season. Me and too. I just. The, it, I did it, rewatch her. Big it frustrates moment me a, a waste where those actors like I, you kind of love them all. So it, it still is a it's a worthy show. It, it, they wrap it up, but you it just, you needed that payoff. But the show, let me review. Let me review. Okay. And just like that, which is the like sequel, <laughs> if you could even say it to sex you can and believe this, it. it. So, this show. Wait,
0: what about what about the um the. The billboard we saw in New York City. It's like The Last Supper, but with like these oh, horrible yeah. characters. Let
1: me um, sum it up. Please go This ahead. show <laughs> absolutely never needed to be made. That's how I feel true. about this show. Very it is true. like a bloated. It feels like, um, like a bloated, depressed.
0: Menopausal. Elton John. <laughs> like Elton John oh, is yeah. probably
1: most bloated, decadent, like weird creepy alcohol it's just like every we have the same si- birthday every single elton john me and, elton and john. aretha franklin
0: and sarah jessica parker who what plays carrie fuck? Bradshaw. Uh,
1: um that show is just bloated you, everybody is, <laughs> bloated is already elton rich <laughs> yeah everybody's just rich, rich. darren star who i thought was a Brilliant writer, yeah, he's just rich. Everybody is too rich, and then it's a show, it's like it's just the they're holding hands on the precipice of like menopause and <laughs> waiting for them to just make the plunge. Although they probably all are menopaused, yeah, and um, it's like the fashion Which is, is so, a rite of passage, but it's something the, to be The honored. fashion is so irrelevant. The goals, there's no goals, there's no story. There's no plot to anything. And here you are just like indulging in these lives of the most boring people that have enough success to own apartments in New York City that are like so overly decorated, the set design, everything just it's bloated Elton John that's what everything feels like
0: it feels like do you remember when when COVID happened and Elton John was like hello everybody let's learn. there's dolphins <laughs> in Venice which was
1: a lie okay if you fact <laughs> check that you had no idea what that's he's talking what about just like
0: that season two feels just, like just, it's you know what it's like if Liberace
1: COVID. who I liked, <laughs> Liberace met Jabba the Hutt that's what this show feels <laughs> like and it doesn't need to exist and yeah. Darren Star, clearly, he lost his That's chops. That's the
0: decadence of Seven, though. It's
1: totally the overindulgent decadence of Seven to the point where it's just slothful and and just like gauche and boring. And it's it, it, and I, the thing is, I will keep watching it because I want to shit all over the show. <laughs> yeah. But when you have a show like there's no nobody singing for their supper yeah everybody cast everybody on it it's probably the old crew they're all just rich and now they're like okay well make a show because people love sex in the city and they continue it but there's no hope the show has no hope it has no inspiration i don't give a shit they also uh cast men that are significantly too good looking for any of these women
0: i just feel like i feel bad i feel bad feel bad judging these women no but these are I fictional think... characters okay general. okay yeah yeah they're fictional um, characters.
1: yeah it's a fun show to shit all over but it's like the most worthless and it's so generic i'm like they're trying to write in because sex in the city was like look at new york we drink cosmopolitans they like made that drink they put it on the map believe me because i was bartending in that era and all i had make was fucking cosmopolitans <laughs> and um And so you're, like, indulged in the show, like, oh New York, like, it's so sophisticated and smart. Yeah. Everybody's so smart in New York. But this is, like, I'm, like, okay, now you're just writing in, like, none of these characters are going to a a rooftop bourbon party. That maybe was cool in, like, 97. Yeah. If that. And even then it was probably dated if you were cool. Or, like, they're writing in going to the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. like that's it you're gonna take the most generic known event in New York and be like the Metcala and then they, they were just trying to write in an excuse but the fashion sucks everything yeah. is so over the d- it's not even fashion everybody's wearing a costume now yeah it's like it's fat and <laughs> bloated it is it's Venus retrograde with Job of the Hut <laughs> and menopause alright that's what that show is. <laughs> yeah. It's a menopausal disaster by a, written by a gay bloated jab of the hood. Yeah. That's my review. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, no. And but and you're during, entitled to your opinion. D-
1: during um Venus Retrograde, um, that show would totally win Emmys.
0: That would be and a golden globe. That would oh that would be like very upsetting in just the in just the there is a world where there we are still sort of riding a little golden age we're at the end i think of the golden age of television but if that were to win you just you know you know that like everything that you've always sort of guessed about hollywood is that it's like rooted in nepotism and that everybody just votes for like their friends which sure that's great like it's great to have a network where everyone's being supportive but like yeah then it would just it would be super clear that that's all it is is like oh yeah people love sarah jessica parker she's a very she's a beloved person to work with and she's an executive producer and she's been doing it for years let's throw her let's throw her an emmy you know but i don't think it's going to happen i i think because venus retrograde is so short even though we are in the window of voting for emmys right now oh we and are I, it's going to win no, I, I'm i rooting for, for our friends who uh, are costume designers and uh, production designer. Who
1: didn't get hired on Mrs. Maisel.
0: No, but on a different show. And I'm rooting for them to uh, get nominated for Emmys.
1: We have to watch that show. Yeah, we do. It's on What's...
0: Peacock. It's called Mrs. Davis. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a nun. It's a nun show. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. That sounds riveting. It's like a Shows science
0: fiction post-apocalyptic nun show. Show right, about a usually
1: nun. Usually not a genre, I'm into, <laughs> but I do want to watch it just because our friends were really excited and proud of
0: it. It looks so, amazing.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm willing. I'd say we start watching so we can review it. Yes. So Mrs. Maisel, uh, overall, I still enjoyed it. And then if you want to hate a show watched and just like that <laughs>